All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Live Courageously podcast show, number 14 of 2022. So this show started when I got this strong feeling or urge one night to start a podcast show when I was up in Calgary, kind of filming up um, a feature film, Left Behind. And so I felt this strong need to share the stories of some of the amazing, courageous friends that I'm honored and know and have in my life. So I chose the title of Live Courageously because that has been the uh, conscious theme of my life for the last two years since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. And it's also, I guess, been an unconscious theme for most of my life. And if you haven't seen the previous 13 podcasts that I've done with some of my amazing friends sharing their powerful stories of overcoming all odds and going on live to live their best life, you can watch them on my Live Courageously YouTube channel. I recommend you check them out, binge watch them if you got nothing else to do. It's better than Netflix. <laughs> and uh, really, it is. But um, And also, you'll get a free dose of inspiration and courage. So interestingly, since I started this podcast show in uh, 2022, I keep meeting and becoming friends with some even more courageous people to have on the show in the future. So stay tuned to meet some of the great people in my life every week. And I've now pivoted to doing the show twice on Sunday. So I do a two o'clock and I'll do a four o'clock because I just got too many uh, friends that I have to introduce to you. So it's just going to take, uh, I got to do more shows. <laughs> so there we go. Um, this show, what is it about? It's about faith over fear. I believe fear is just a reaction, but courage is a choice. And I suggest that you need to consciously choose courage to get through life and to deal with what life may throw at you in the future. And there's many types of courages. And I'd like to share six types that I've come across from a post online. And those are physical courage, social courage, moral courage, emotional courage, intellectual courage, and spiritual courage. There's all different types of courage. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, small little moments of courage that get you through the day or get you through an experience. So I just uh, encourage everybody <clears throat> to adopt the spirit of courage in the face of any and all fears. And so today, let me introduce you to my guest and friend, Renee Reich. And Renee has cultivated and inspired individuals and teams for over a decade. Uh, you immediately feel her energy when she enters a room. And I can um, testify to that because when I first met her, I felt that smile, that energy, that passion that came from her. So uh, I have to uh, attest to that. And um, after over 25 years of working in corporate America, Renee decided it was time to hang up the corp, uh, la to hang up the corporate ladder. She started her professional training and speaking as an instructor at WHW, Women Helping Women, a nonprofit organization where she donated her time helping the unemployed and underemployed find and keep their jobs. Renee has received numerous awards over the years for bringing her teams to the number one position. Both her years and experience in the corporate world have taught her that in order to move the bar and increase profit, you must invest in people. And that's a point I think is really, I would echo that point, invest in people. And uh, after suffering a devastating illness that took away her voice, uh, then a few years later, she uh, had the loss of her best friend and then the loss of her father. And in the middle of that, Renee decided to follow both of their examples to never give up. And she'll be sharing that story with us today. So now that that legacy is how Renee has chosen to live her life and help others, showing them that just when they feel life is closing in on them or closing in on you, there's always a way out. So today, 
Renee is a four times number one best-selling author, author of Finding Your Voice and Speaker and Transformational Mindset Coach and a creator of the V-O-I-C-E or Voice Blueprint. She works with those suffocating in silence to find their true voice so they can express themselves with confidence and go from surviving to thriving. Renee is a recipient of the All Woman Rock OC in California 2019 award, a recipient of All Authors Rock 2020, and a recipient of the Red Blazer of Excellence and Achievement Award, recipient of the Big Heart Global and Humanitarian Award 2021, and the Message in a Bottle Award for sharing her message of love and using her voice to educate, inspire, and empower women around the world. Renee has also received the 2021 Humanitarian Award from All Women Rock and the 2021 WAW Honorary Award, uh, Women Appreciating Women Hall of Fame. So I would like to at this moment, um, and before I do, I just want to put up uh, Renee's book for you to see it. Um, uh, this is a copy of uh, her book, Finding Your Voice. Um, well, it's three copies of it. Because if one ain't enough, you can buy three and, and share two with friends. Uh, so let me welcome my friend and our uh, guest today, Renee. Welcome, welcome. Great to see you, Renee. John, it is literally an honor and a pleasure to be here. I know people say that all the time, but it really is. I truly am honored to be here and share our voices together today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. My, my pleasure. You know, I usually start the show and I'll do it like I usually do. I start the show out with two questions from my guests. And the first one is, um, do you remember the first time we met and where that was? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was in L.A. Um, it was, yes, it was at Ryan Long's. Uh, he had a, a, uh, he had guest speakers. Coming uh -huh. up, you were you and I were sitting at the same table, and I'm literally having a flashback right now of that, like where I was sitting and where you were sitting. I know exactly where I was sitting. You were sitting across from me, and we started a conversation. Of course, you, I couldn't help but hear your accent. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't have one either. By the way, I don't have one either. You mean my California accent? And mine too. My California <laughs> accent as well. It takes one to know one, my friends. Yes. And, and so I honed in on that as soon as we said boo to each other. And uh, we started talking. My, you know, my parents are from the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast, but you're from the South Bronx. And um, my, my parents are both from there. My dad is watching over from heaven, I'm sure. And my mom, I'm shortly after this live interview. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I do, I do remember with City Gala and it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm, like yourself, I go through a lot. I go through a lot of different events, groups, tribes, things that I belong to, and you know, in the field of transformation and, and inspiration, motivation, that was something that kind of connected us. We both ended up there, you know. And the, the one thing I, I say, and I this may be true for you as well, you know, when you attend all these things, you meet a lot of people, so 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 many people. But there's some people you connect with and, and the connection goes and you stay in, in contact with because of that connection. And like I said, when I introduced you, I mean, your smile, your energy, your passion, you know, uh, came across. And that's something that just kind of clicked with me. And so obviously we got to know each other. We got to uh, then attend other events together and uh, see each other again and again over time. So uh, it was a pleasure. Um, definitely a, a good connect to be made in life. Thank you so much, John. Back at you. Absolutely. And I do want to say, I mentioned Ryan Long. He is no longer physically with us. 
but uh, what he brought to everybody in the humanity that he brought forth and all the the different events that he ran will always it's it's part of his legacy will always be a fond memory for me and it was because of the connection that he brought us together that he had those events and so many other people that I've had the honor and pleasure of meeting in my own journey so I am just grateful to him for that and so much more so yeah and I you know we I, I met a lot of great friends for life uh, through those events as well so yes. the next question I asked for you Renee is um, the other one is what does uh, living courageously mean to you um, and I have a quote that I saw from you, but I just throw it at you first. And then uh, if I need to bring that up I, or, or share that, I will. Go okay. ahead. Uh, you know, I actually, I, I do my own quotes now. Back in the day, I was taking other people's quotes. I'm like, I got my own. I'm putting my own in. I'm so I, I do quotes every day, inspirational and motivational quotes. Uh, living courageously is, I say this, actually, it was a quote that I put today. It was like stepping out of your comfort zone and into your confidence. And I think, um, not I think, I know, courage and confidence. I literally just did a workshop on this on Friday. So the timing of this interview, I didn't know this question was going to be here. But that's the universe, right? It just it lines up when it's meant to line up. And with courage, you find confidence. And living courageously, I think, goes hand in hand exactly with that. Because when you step out of that comfort zone, I call it the uncomfortable comfort zone. Because we get comfortable in a place that we really shouldn't be in because we know what we have. We don't know what's ahead of us. So we stay in that comfort area. But living courageously, to your point, is stepping out, like dipping that toe in the water and going, what if? What if I did that? And thinking well, I'm gonna about, about I'm going to ask you about that. This is the quote I saw today when I was doing a, a little uh, homework for the show, and I'll put it up there. Through courage, you find confidence. Um, yes. And that's what we were you were just talking about. And it's, it, it is... It, courage, I think, to me, why I, I started the show, I think living courageously is something that people need now more than ever. Not that we didn't need it before, but I think as things get more complicated and more difficult in life, courage is that one thing, that choice that you make that no matter what life throws at you, you're going to find a way. Like I, you mentioned uh, and, uh, in your bio when I was reading it, you know, you find a way. And so to tell that, you know, you have a lot of examples of that in your life. And I will let's start with the first one for me is when you left the corporate world, that was a, a step and you stepped into that nonprofit. That was a step out of the uncomfortable comfort zone, as you suggest, and, and a step forward into taking a step into the unknown and who you wanted to be and, and find it. So why don't you share that with folks about, you know, when you were there, how you made that decision. How did it feel being that uncomfortable and yet still uh, finding the courage to step forward and recreate yourself? So maybe you can take us on that journey. Yeah, well, it wasn't as easy as that that may sound to some as far as just making that decision to do it. I didn't have to consciously make that decision. It was made for me. And I'm going to mm. explain why and how. It's when I was in that corporate role. And it was in 2013. I'm going to go back a few years. And I was taking care of everybody else, except for that girl looking back at me in the mirror. Mm. So concerned and so consumed with making sure everybody else was happy but me. Because I had so much responsibility in corporate America that I didn't put myself first. I put myself last. And I know 
you know this saying and so many others out there that you can't pour from an empty cup for those that don't know that saying. Also, you can't see the forest from the trees, all of those things. You can't see outside the picture from inside the frame. Every one of those things are true because I was in each of those quotes. I was literally in each of them. I couldn't see what was happening outside of myself because I was so involved from within. I couldn't be the objective person and say, you need to stop this behavior. You're going to you know, get hurt along the way. It's not serving you. It's not helping you. I didn't see that all I saw was what was literally in front of me. And that was people that I needed to, that I was responsible for. And I wanted to make sure they were taken care of. My best friend watching over me, she got so angry, like angry with me. And she would say, you know, you got to slow down, slow down. And I said, no, I have to do this. I have to do that. What I had to do was to listen to her and slow down. Because what good are you to anybody in this life if you are not there for yourself? And that's not being selfish. That's setting healthy boundaries so you can pour in from the overflow of your own cup. Well, you know, so true. You know, it's like that thing when you're on the plane and they tell you if you have to, you put on the oxygen thing first before you help somebody else. But but you're right. You have to take care of your physical health. You have to take care of your mental health, your, your emotional health, all those things. So you can be more, do more, give more. But if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not in a position to do all those things. You're kind of, you know, you're you're emptying yourself out rather than refilling yourself. So but you like you said, you, you, you and maybe you can just explain a little deeper. You said it wasn't as easy to make that decision. And it was kind of made for you, but yet somehow, and, and I'd like you to kind of take us a little and then take yeah, us in, yeah. into that experience when you started to work with that nonprofit and you started to help women who were in need of skills, in need of survival economically and needed somebody to mentor them, coach them, teach them. Um, tell, take us a little bit on those two pieces sure, of your sure. journey. Absolutely. So first, before that part of the journey, I was in the corporate America. I was released in 2017 from that 25-year career, which I thought I was going to just end up there 25 years. It's a quarter of a century of my life. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. This is, you know, this is where I'm going to stay. The company took a different turn and people in my position were all released, but we didn't know who was because we were all like, you know, trying to stay afloat and, you know, doing that doggy paddle as fast as we could. And we didn't really look at anybody else. We were so concerned with what was actually going on. And once I was released from that position, I said, what am I going to do? I didn't know. And in the, lo the losing, losing of my voice, I want to say that because people are probably saying, how'd she get it back? I mean, I physically lost my voice while I was in corporate America. I was told I may never be able to speak again. That that was a big piece of before we jump to the other please uh, the other part of it. I want to make sure people understand this part of the journey because that's the integral part of it. So, to and, take us a little deeper on that, Renee, how did that happen? What was it? Did you ever find out? How did it I, take I, us through that losing your voice? Because you're later going to take us to the book of finding your voice. Yes. Take us, through, take us through the losing your voice period and, yeah. and what that and how it affected you on every level. Sure. Thank you, John. So it was when I was in that part of my journey, when I was, it was the LOA at that time was not law of attraction. It was a leave of absence. 
in corporate okay. America. That's what LOA stood for when I was in the corporate world. Now it's law of attraction. And I was literally laying behind the, the four walls of uh, heck, if I won't say, well, you know, it wasn't pretty. And I fell into a very deep depression during that time because as you know, John, and you said in my bio, I am like the vibrant people person. You know, I just really want, I love being with people. It's like water to a plant. People are to me. I thrive when I'm with them because I love interaction and engaging and engaging with them. I was taken away from that. So I was like dehydrating from life. Mm. And it was very painful. I did have sores all over my vocal cords. And that was the, the physical part of the pain, the physical, emotional, and mental, physically because of the sores that attacked my vocal cords. And I say attack because it was an attack. It was a, it was a physical attack on my vocal cords. Mm. I've never felt or experienced anything like that in my life. And doctors couldn't help me. They ended up taking 20 vials of blood in three and a half months wow. and try to figure out, peel back the layer of the onion. What is wrong with her? Why can't we help her? You know, it would have been great if they said, here, take two pills and call me in the morning. Let's, you know, take this for, for 10 days. We'll check back and see how you're doing. <laughs> that would have been wonderful. Sure. It wasn't like even gargling with salt water. That, you know, none of that because it was a viral infection. Mm. And as we know from this time of this interview, during the COVID crisis, that it's a viral infection. They can't just say, take two of these, take this for five to 10 days. And, you know, we'll see how you're doing. So right. they kept sending me in for more blood work. I couldn't pick up the phone because I had no voice, but it was always the doctor's office saying, go for more blood work. I'm like, what more can they take from me? Mm. I was like little li withering away. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I couldn't swallow my own, my own stuff. Um, so it was, it was painful in many ways. I don't want to stay on that point. What I want to say, I want to bring the audience to that, to understand where I was to where I am now and not to suffer in that pain but from your struggle comes your strength. Right. From obstacles right. come your opportunities. And I didn't realize any of that at the time I was going through it. But I also know when you're brought through something so painful, there's a purpose. And my purpose is far greater than me. And it's to serve, as you said also, my bio, those suffocating in silence to expressing their true voice with confidence. And when you have that courage and confidence, as we're talking about living courageously, you're able to step into a part of you you didn't even know existed because you weren't the same person. You aren't the same person today as you were when you went through that part of your journey. You know, Renee, all that is so true. And then the other piece of it is, like you said, um, you didn't know that while you were going through it. You didn't. But, you know, I think for people who are going through stuff and who people you you coach and people you talk to and people we come across in life, you know, it, it isn't that you get from there to the other side without its steps. Sometimes they're baby steps. They're little bits of knowledge. You know, it's just like people are so used to being um, looking at social media, which I say, you know, we see all the, you know, the, the, the good on social media, all the accomplishments that we do. That's what we share, but we don't see the steps that we go through, the pain that we people go through, the suffering to get from where they were to where they are now. And you go, wow, you do all this? Yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? But what about all that steps? And that I think people sometimes need to hear because it's a little, if you're, if you're on step one and you're seeing people who are on step 100, it's a little depressing. How the hell do I get to step 100? I'm on step one. You okay, know? John, John, 
I don't know, and I don't think you did see this because this is again on point. My quote that I did yesterday was exactly, exactly what you're saying today. I put it in my stories and I, I posted it yesterday on, on social. It was that somebody else's R-E-E-L is not R-E-A-L of life. The mm -hmm. real that you are seeing is not the real in reality. Right. We're seeing the highlight reel. That's right. Exactly what you said. I mean, this is, we couldn't have planned this better if we tried. Not, we I, I know you didn't. This. I know you did not see this. Um, we didn't uh, make this I uh, know. But you're I know. Right. That, that, that's keep keep going with that. <laughs> I'm like I know you didn't see because I didn't see your name on, on the people that saw <laughs> the, the post. I that's what I'm saying. That we're so John. This is our. This is us. We're very aligned. It doesn't matter if we talk or see each other. When you're aligned with people, you have your tribe. It just is. It doesn't have to be a certain time or whatever. It is. It is the right time and space. So amazing. Yeah, it, but it's very true that you know people aren't going to post all the stuff they're going through that, you know, woe is me stuff. They want to say, hey, look at me, look at me, follow me, look how wonderful everything is. It's like, do you have any idea the stuff that it took together or, or the behind the scenes of maybe the struggle that they're actually going through? My friend on Twitter, and I was on a clubhouse room with her yesterday. I popped in because I, I saw her and I know she was going through something. So I wanted to, I only did it to check in on her and we ended up having this room together where I was moderating with her wasn't the intention. When you go to check in on someone, you never know what's going to happen. And she had done a poll about people's, um, and it was actually for women, and their biggest uh, opportunity that they're looking for in, you know, it's for business women. And I know this is for men too. And they said, courage. Mm. Courage. Wow. Wow. I know. I, it was like 43.9 out of like 105 people responded to that poll. And she's got a huge following. I'm surprised it was only 105 that responded. Maybe it was a shorter amount of time that she did it. I don't know. But even still, the fact is, in that amount of time, 43.9, it was courage that they're not going to say, uh, you know, this. I'm nervous about this or I have a lot of trepidation around that because you're not going to put yourself out there and say that. Nobody wants to say that. This scares the crap out of me or I'm afraid to do this because I don't know what people are going to think or say or judge or fill in the blank. Right about me, you know, and then you're afraid to say it. And I never spoke up in in the way that I should have. I'm not going to say I didn't use my voice. I was in charge of multi million dollar teams. I definitely needed to speak. I was coaching and training and developing, but I was for them, not for the person who needed it to grow myself in the way that I needed to grow in another way. Yes, I was managing and and directing and doing everything I needed for the teams as well as corporate in the, the corporate world. I was helping them. Um, so I did all those things I was supposed to do. And what you need to do is sometimes take a step back so you can propel further in life. And something I'm going to say that I don't talk about very often, I'm actually sharing this on my page. I didn't share the very beginning because I was trying to find it on my page, uh, but hopefully people can go back to the very beginning of this. And I was actually bullied in school. I don't think you even know about this. No. And yeah, it was, I was quite young and it was not even, it was probably junior high school area and junior high school, high school time. I'm thinking that was around the, the age I was at. And it was a very tough time. I'm going to say the reason I'm bringing that up, because this is about living courageously and I'm talking about finding your voice. I didn't speak up then. I didn't speak up when I was bullied. 
Mm. I was pushed in the hall. I was kicked under the desk. I was, it was, it was just, it wasn't fun at all. Nothing, nothing about it. It, it sent mm. me to a, a, not a good time. And why didn't I speak up about it? Why didn't I say anything? As a young girl, I was, you know, I was the girl carrying my books on my, on my chest and walking in the hallway and just being pushed and shoved into lockers. And I didn't speak up because I was like, there's more of them than me. What did I do wrong? You know, I even went back in my memory and what did I do wrong? It was nothing. There's all the, those bullies in school. Sure. You know, guys, girls, whatever, they, they're bullies. They just, they, that's how they were trying to gain their own confidence. That's their own journey. That's not the way you live and you gain confidence in life by pushing others around, whether it's verbally or physically. That's not the way to make yourself puffed up and feel better. Mm-hmm. And that whatever they, those people are now, I don't know where they're at. And they're not in my life right now, thank goodness. Uh, but, you know, I go back in my mind and think about this and finding my voice. I think losing it was when I was a young girl, when I didn't speak up then. And then, you know, in the corporate world, when I didn't speak up, when I was supposed to speak up, I was always that people pleaser wanting to make everybody else happy. And I didn't care that maybe I wasn't as happy, but somebody else was. That's not the way to live life. That's not living courageously. That's not speaking your voice or setting boundaries. So for you, Renee, you uh, you had that period where you experienced uh, loss, loss of your voice, loss of your friend, loss of your father. So you experienced loss. And um, and then in it, you know, you mentioned about how you modeled them to get through and not give up and not. So share that because, you know, we're talking about somebody at step one in a way that may be not step one, but you were at a step where you had loss, physical loss, emotional loss, friends and family loss. Yes. And yet you had to step forward and that took courage to step forward. And it wasn't an easy, and you didn't have to. Some people don't, unfortunately. Some people retreat and go back into, and their life becomes limited, and they go into that, and they stay in that place because they don't have the ability or make the choice to go forward, even though it hurts, even though they're in pain, even though they don't know what to do. It's like, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to go forward anyway. So tell us you, your, your experience, your lessons, and I know you share that when you speak and you write, but share it with our audience a, a little bit. Something I want to add to that. My mom and I were, again, you don't, you didn't know this. You were not here yesterday. I know you weren't here. We were just, my mom and I were having this conversation last night about this. <laughs> Amazing, John. Your questions are like so incredibly on point. And it was about the courage and in, in finding that, the courage and the confidence. We're talking about having the courage first and that helping you gain the confidence in stepping into the things that you think you can't do. That quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, which I actually had put in my book, and I'm going to actually read it. We're going to share about that in a minute and answering your question. And it was, yeah, it was, hold on, I want to get it uh, because I want to get it right. It is, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. So what I will say, and you asked the question about my dad and my best friend, and and where I was at with that, the courage, it was somebody else, my best friend, really believing in me and being there for me when I was taken out of society. I was really taken away. I was locked away for about four months because I was told you are no longer allowed to be with the public because I was so contagious. She used to come up my stairs with a mask on. Again, pre-COVID, she got it. She knew I was so contagious. She also knew 
that I wasn't taking care of myself. She also knew that I wasn't going to be okay if somebody didn't come and help me because she knew me. And so she would come and deliver food to me and things she thought I could try to muster down. I could barely swallow my own saliva that she knew I needed help. And when you surround yourself with people that are there for you, unconditionally love you, no matter what, that's when you begin to find your own voice and you start believing in you. Because we don't often see in ourselves what others see in us. Wow. So did you, at that point, thanks to her uh, uh, unconditional love for you, did that start to give you that dose of what you needed to start stepping forward? Was that part of your journey, part of your process at that point? Definitely. Um, definitely she she was. I feel my emotions coming up. I can see, yes. <laughs> um, I'm not going to apologize for that because it's real. I say real oh, raw, yeah. Renee. You know, this is this not is like don't do that. This, this no, I'm not. I'm not going yeah. to. Um, she's always going to be a part of my life. She transitioned in 2017. As I said, my dad was 2018, and um, he was always a little tough on me. Okay. I know. Go with your family, Renee. Take your time. Take your time. What I will say is his being tough on me was also his way of loving me and showing me that I was capable of things that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. He comes from a corporate world as well. And I followed his footsteps going into sales and I miss him very much every day. Well, you, he was you, also a sensitive one, so he'd be crying too. <laughs> I'm not blaming you, Dad. Don't worry. I'm not blaming you. This hey, is me. I, this is not you. <laughs> I, I, I'm cool with crying. I, I, I do it when, when it's always needed. And you know, the thing is what you're saying, um, Renee, is, is those people, those moments that touch you. And even if you sometimes don't fully, you may appreciate it. You may have no, known that he loved you. You may have you, but you may not have known it as much as you later get to realize and then realize the positive impact it has for you as you learn those lessons and you and you realize that you know it's that that is they want more for you and that's part of love and it may not exactly be the way you expected it um all the time <laughs> but uh you know that, that was there for you and is always there for you going forward because you have that memory that experience and it's always in you it's always in your heart i know if i've had those moments too and, and some of the darkest moments have been the moments that have propelled my life forward to the life i have and if i know if i didn't have those dark moments it wouldn't happen if i hadn't had that loss of my mother and the girlfriend and, and people in my life it wouldn't have given me that energy to go forward in a way so even though it was painful and, and i know i obviously you just went through it <laughs> it, it, it it obviously has made you the strong woman you are today. So that's the other piece that we're going to get to. Is and I, I want to say something, John. I'm going to totally interject here. Please. The tears tears don't mean weakness. No, it is show it's vulnerability. Yeah. And I am I want to show people it's okay. I didn't I didn't know this was going to happen. Obviously, it's it's real emotions that um, are there when you love someone. It doesn't mean that you cry every time you speak about them. I don't always express emotions when I talk about them very often, 
but for whatever reason today it evoked these emotions i'm not sure exactly why but but it did so i'm just um, that's what happened but that's and, real. it's the authentic it Renee, and, and you feel what you feel you know when we don't have a need to shut our feelings down or to cover them or, or no, suppress or, or repress no, no. to you know it, it, it be for real um and like you said it's not weakness it's, it's part of who you are and, and um it is what it is and so you know you yeah thank you and i think thank you for for being that vulnerable to to go there and share and then take us to where we're going to be going with your you know how your life has turned yeah thank you johnny i appreciate that i just wanted to touch on that because people say oh no she's crying and you know, I'm, I'm like I said, this is, it is real. It is raw. It is Renee. It is being vulnerable. It is being transparent. And that actually goes with the, the thing I wrote about the real R-E-A-E-L is not R-E-A-L. I want to always be real. That's right. I want to always be me because that's what people are going to migrate to. That's who they're going to, you know, feel more when you are vulnerable and go, oh, you mean she's as real as me? She bleeds like I do. She gets emotional like I do. She feels frustrated sometimes too. Yes. All of those emotions. I'm as real as the next person is. And I go through the same feelings. 100%. And you know, it's like no matter, you know, us who speak and uh, write and and, and uh, coach and, uh, um, you know, sometimes people get the feeling like, well, it's easy for you. No, no. You know, it's like, I, I feel pain. I feel times I don't know what to do. There's times I don't have answers. There's times I'm not sure what the path is. Uh, there's been times where I've experienced all kinds of uh, lack, economic lack, all kinds of lack. And you're struggling. And at the same time, that's part of human. We're all, we're all human. I mean, there's a, a, a song um, that somebody had out there. I don't even know who it was, but I'm only human. And I love the song because at the end of the day, it's like no matter how strong we are, we're still human and we still have weaknesses and we still have moments of weakness and that's okay. That's part of being who we are as humans. And it's okay to share that too and not be, you know, hey, look at me, I'm perfect. I don't got no flaws. Well, that ain't me. That ain't, you know, we're all- we, we It ain't me either. <laughs> it ain't so, me either. You know, we're doing the best we can. And just real quick, I'm gonna take you to the next thing. I just wanna, there's a couple of friends on here, Ken, Dave, Dennis, and Nick, welcome. And thank you for being part of this and listening to uh, Renee share this, uh, her powerful uh, from, having no voice and losing her voice to um, find your voice and her book. So take us forward. You know, we, we have a little more time. I want to, obviously we went through the, the beginning of the journey, the pain of the journey, but then there's the transformation that occurred and that transformation that you went through that you now share at both as a speaker, as a coach, as an author, take us through that um, in whichever form you want, Renee, just take us through that um, so we can get people to understand what's possible for them if they find their voice, like your book suggests. Thank you so much. You know, John, it's information is cheap. The transformation and the action is what really makes it happen. Mm -hmm. And it was following that, I say the popcorn trail, the journey and coming through it, it was something that needs to be said is that it was in losing my voice. That was the beginning of finding my voice. Mm. Say that one more time. That's a great metaphor and a great uh, way of looking at it. It was in losing my voice. That was the beginning of the journey in finding my voice. Very cool. I believe that the physical loss of my voice manifested 
from the metaphoric loss of my voice in life, mm -hmm. the people pleasing, the fear of judgment, the limiting beliefs, looking for outside validation for inner self-worth. All of those things I believe came to fruition while I was running through life. My dad used to say, stop and smell the flowers. I have rose bushes out front one day before I was going to work in, in my corporate job. While he was still here, I remember him saying it. I ran to the bushes, I, the rose bushes, and I remember saying, okay, dad, I'm stopping to smell the flowers. I'm like, I knew that wasn't what he meant. I knew that wasn't what he meant, but it was like my best friend too. Sure. Slow down, Renee, slow down. I have to do this. I have to. I always had to do something, the next thing. Right. But you can't. You've got, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. I don't care if you're Elon Musk or, or whoever you are. You all have, each of us has the same 24 hours. I don't know why I picked him, but somebody that's out there in a big way. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's maybe what we, somebody that doesn't slow down enough. It, maybe somebody, yeah, Elon, if you're listening oh. to this. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's somebody who really, you know, we all need to. We all need to take that time selfishly, not selfishly. And it's setting the healthy boundaries. We don't always know. There's not a playbook. When, you know, I remember back in the day, I'm dating myself, the Dr. Spock book. You know, when you're bored, there's this Dr. Spock book. Yeah, I'm not talking about Star Wars or, or any of those shows, but it's it's a it was a book that for rearing children and, you know, you go through it. There's not this playbook because everybody and everybody's body is different. We respond and we react to things differently to people, to, to everything, to stimuli. All of us, we're our own person. People always say, what makes you unique? You know what? I'm going to say me, me, my own experiences in life. It's through your experiences. You find courage, which builds the confidence and you said, you know, a couple of notes with that, the, both the uniqueness of you um, and, you know, it ain't just the, the words, but it's the action that you need to take. So talk about you, Renee. What was, what was the action that did, did you learn to slow down a little bit? I know that's not easy because we're, you know, but were you able to like keep work or, or continue to keep working on that? Because it isn't like necessarily you you solve it and then it's over for a lifetime but no. what was that process for you did you find a way to take that action not just know what you needed to do because people were telling you and you were telling you but you actually did found a way to do it tell us a little bit about the steps yeah so it was slow going because i was still in corporate while i got my voice back and when i went back to that job then I made promises to everybody under the sun, my best friend. I promised God, whatever you believe in, God, source, universe, whatever you believe in. I made promises to the highest of high that I would be better, do better, slow down. And I did until I didn't. Right. And one of the chapters in my book is called Old Habits Die Hard. We go back to the, you, you touched on earlier. And we go back to our ways that we know the brain, you know, goes to the, it wants to protect us. It wants to keep us safe. So we stay, we, you know, you, you actually said we kind of retract, we go backwards into this is safe. I, I don't want to dip my toe in. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid. 
that fear, that false evidence appearing real because mm -hmm. of something that we did that didn't go as we wanted. And we, we kind of go back into that chrysalis stage of a butterfly. You know, everything I do is based on the butterfly effect. We come into this life crawling and then we go into this chrysalis stage where we you know, are trying to transform into that beautiful butterfly. I love monarch butterflies. And that's part of our own journey. Everybody's chrysalis stage is going to be a little different because we are all different. And you talked also about the women helping women. When I was released from that corporate job, I was looking for a job myself. And this was a voluntary thing. And I went there because I was trying to build some more skills. Mm. And I ended up, they, they saw my energy, they felt my energy, and I ended up working there. It was nonprofit. I wasn't getting paid for it. It was voluntary, just voluntary work for them. So I was taking classes and teaching classes. And in my book, I also write, I'm always going to be a student of life. Because to your answer earlier, it's still going on. I'm still evolving as we do. And a teacher in life. Because the more I learn, the more I can impart and impact and empower the lives of others. Tell me a little bit, um, you know, I, I read in some of your stuff, uh, Renee, and, and, and some of the uh, things you talk about. Uh, talk about some of the values that um, drive your life because you speak about those and you speak about it on your page and when you uh, reach out to people. Share what you, Renee's values are. What, what are the values that um, project you through the world? Something that I put in my hashtags, I, I run a Facebook group and um, I, I'm on, as I said, all social media platforms, is trust, have faith, believe, never give up, and be you. And those are values I live by. Don't try to be somebody else. This life is about you. You might see something you like in somebody else, but you've got it. That was another quote I did today. John, you'll look at my quote today. You'll see it. Uh, it, was, it was to put your own spin of oil on it, put your own, you know, I, I, my quote was like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just put your own spin of what, who you are to it. There's only so many ways you could say something or do something, right? You've got to be you in what you do and you bring to the table. That's going to be the authenticity of it. It's going to be you. And when you're yourself and you have to worry about what people will say or think, they're not spending as much time on you as they think, as you think they are. They're involved in their own life, but we all think, think that everyone's all eyes are on us and oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Well, do I mean, what you want to do. You know, that's so, that's so true. You say that because it's like, you know, too many times people get caught up thinking that everybody's paying attention to what you, what you do, what you say, what you, and, and most people are too busy paying attention to themselves as they should. You know, it's like as a speaker, it's the same thing when you get up. And, and I when I was a kid, I was uh, at as a teenager, I was so shy to speak in front of five people. I would stutter because that's how shy I was. So going on that journey. But, you know, when you're on a stage and you're speaking, you realize if you take it, the interest off yourself, the attention off yourself and realize it's not about me. It's about them. It's about me sharing with them, helping them, doing something for them. Then you don't you, you don't feel nervous anymore. You don't feel self uh, uh, focused because you realize the purpose isn't about me. The purpose is to do something for that audience and that group of people. Not are they judging me? Are they looking at me? Is my hair good? None of that matters. It's about what can I give them, and that's why I'm there to do that. 
So you know that as a speaker as well. So I think you, you know, your point is well taken. Thank you for saying that, John. It's really true. I ran a workshop on Friday. I'm doing workshops every three weeks. If anybody interested, let me know. I'll make sure I, I share that with you. Uh, it's to real, and it was actually, believe it or not, it was on confidence, <laughs> confidence and courage. So this timing of this interview is is pretty incredible. And that workshop was uh, it was it was great. And it, the thing is, it wasn't about me. To your point of not feeling nervous. I was like, well, you know what? I know what I'm going to be saying. I know what I'm going to be doing. I had everything said. I gave people the worksheets of what they needed. And it was interactive because everything I like to do is interactive because I like to share what I know and to share what I can do to pour into other people as well. Like I said, a student and a teacher. So that's what it's about when you share that you're not nervous, you're not scared because you're there to serve in a greater way with a greater purpose and a stronger voice. And John, I'm going to turn the tables on you for a moment because right. <laughs> no, don't do it. I'm no, going to do it. it. Go I'm going to do it. I love it. Because, yeah. I'm, I don't know if anybody's ever done this with you, but I'm going to do it because, because I can't. You are a producer. You produce movies, beautiful films. It takes courage. There's a cast of characters. There's a whole movie. Yeah, you People say that again. There is a yeah, characters in many ways. Yes. In many ways. Yeah. The actors and actresses. Yes. That portray characters. I'm gonna. That's a double entendre that I'm gonna touch on as well. <laughs> uh, you're getting choked up on that one. Uh, but my point is that as you produce, you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your voice, your reputation out there to produce something that you really hope and pray is gonna be a go, because people have believed in you. They've the know, like, and trust factor was there time and energy and investments. How do you deal with that? What do you do? Well, there's a lot, a few things and I'll just kind of, you know, there's things that I kind of live by that help me in, in those situations. And one is a belief I have, you know, there's a couple of deep beliefs I have. And one deep belief is there's always a solution. So in producing a movie or in life, whenever there's a, problem or challenge, whichever word you like to use, there's always a solution. And if you focus your attention on the problem or the challenge, then you waste your time on that. Once you've acknowledged the problem and the challenge, now the question is, let's put all our time on the solution because we need the solution. So, you know, when you're producing a movie or you're running a company or whatever like that, you it's all about what's your objectives? What's your goals? Your goal in my case is to produce a movie on time, on budget, a good movie, have a good time with the people while we're doing it. Those are all objectives. And knowing what your objective is, you focus on always solving the objective and not letting the things get in your way. There's always going to be challenges come up. Things are going to go wrong all the time. And it doesn't matter because you're focused on my objective is to get to a finished film that's all those things. And so my goal is to be a leader in that process and to help other people as a leader to show them the way. So I'm, I, you know, when people are freaking out, I got to be calm. When people are like going, this is impossible, I got to say, no, it's possible. So I have to be the voice of the objective, the voice of the solution, while maybe, you know, in, in those moments, their weaknesses are coming out. And I can acknowledge that, but my goal is to not 
uh, feed into it or not to participate in it because I have a bigger purpose and my purpose is to achieve my objective. And that's what I do. I love it. Absolutely. And that is part of finding your voice and using your voice. And when you said when people are freaking out, what do you do? You've got to, you know, be the calm in the storm. That's right. And I, I spoke about the cast of characters. Oh, yeah. This is this is the double entendre that I was speaking about. We have a cast of characters. We are the main character in our own life. If you could step out of yourself from an objective standpoint, it's not always easy. I can say that because I don't always find it easy for myself personally. Um, and say, okay, what do I need to do and who do I need to be so I can become the person who I want to show up as? And I don't mean showing up in the R-E-E-L. I mean the real you, the who who you want to be and what steps you need to take and what information you need. Knowledge is power. But, you know, when you act on that knowledge, that is the empowerment part of it. Yeah, and it's, it, it really is that action because, you know, Whatever field it is, you know, if you uh, you can read 400 diet books, but if you don't do certain things, you won't lose weight. You can read 400 exercise or health books, but if you don't take action, you won't get healthy. You know, it's always about, yeah, you need some information. You need some knowledge. You need those things. But then then if you don't take it and apply it and keep applying it and learn what you're doing, what's working, what's not working, shift, pivot, find the uh, uh, another way, you're not going to get to the objective because you're basically, you're going to get trapped up in your head with a lot of information and information isn't results. Information is just information. Absolutely. And inaction is also an action. Yes. You got to take action and you got to take that and put it into action. And every time you do, you may not get your goal instantly, never get it instantly, but you'll, you'll take a step in the right direction because you took that action. You know, if you're afraid of speaking and you go take a class uh, on speaking, if you're afraid of, of getting outside your comfort zone and you take one of your coaching sessions, that person now has taken a step on the path to get into where they want to be. It ain't going to happen overnight. They're going to have to take a lot more steps. They're going to have to take a lot more action. And there's going to be times they're going to doubt themselves and there's gonna yes. be times they're going to want to quit and go, I don't want to do this. But if you don't quit and you keep going forward, you get there. But if you quit, you'll never get there. It's that simple. And that's kind of, I'm sure that's a little bit of some of the stuff you, you know, from what I see your stuff, you know, you bring to your um, audience and, and and the people that you uh, coach and teach. So absolutely. tell me a little bit about, take take a little further with it for me. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely what I coach, what I teach. I love speaking, whether it's in a, a corporation, because I come from corporate America and it's about taking the inspired action and, and to be that leader. When, you know, leaders, they they develop leaders. You can't just lead. It's not just about leading yourself. It's about leading others and teaching them and being there. When I was in corporate America, I made sure that I was with my team, the people on the floor to develop them and to find where their opportunities are to take their strengths and to use it to help them in the way that they needed to help catapult them with their opportunities in each area. So that is something that really supported them. And I love doing speaking engagements and interviews because it's about sharing our voices that we can impact others in a great way. And I also wanted to mention in my book, because we've been talking about it so much, so you saw it in the beginning, John showed it, this is, it's called Finding Your Voice, Unlock Your Chains and Unleash Your Greatness. There it is. Beautiful, John. Yes, that is Newport Beach, California. That is not a um, 
that is not uh, doctored up in any way. I was literally there on Newport Beach. I took that dress out a couple of days before. And I keep saying, thankfully, that wave crashed behind me rather than on top of me because that picture would have looked way different. Yes, <laughs> if it, it would have been a completely different picture. Uh, so I'm grateful that um, I, I had somebody there that I, I walked up to a stranger incidentally on that. And I said, I'm, I wrote a book. I need some pictures. Can you help me? And he nice. said, yes. So that's yeah. how that picture happened. It was many pictures and I chose one. So it was great. The, in the book, it's really like a journal within a book. There's short chapters. I chose 11 for the divine number of 11 for those spiritual people out there. And it's an 83-page book, which 83 is 11. Again, I couldn't plan that if I tried. Uh, but what I did in the book, after each chapter, I have what's called a takeaway section. I'm going to show if I can do that. Yep, there and we it's go. Available on Amazon. So it's on. Yeah, on it's available on Amazon. There we go. And in there we go. It's yep. The takeaway section. So I leave like three to four line pages. Why do I do that? It's not to fill up all of them at the first time you go through this. It's when you pick up the book, whether it's a week later or you do it each night, you pick up a different exercise after you read the book um, and you see where you are at the first point you answer the question and where you are now. There's a gal that I just recently met on a Zoom call and I didn't even know who she was. She said, Renee, somebody recommended your book to me. And I said, well, that's great. She said, I have so many books at home. She goes, yours is on my nightstand and I do an exercise each night. And that has taught me so much in my own journey. I said, that's fantastic. You don't know how what you've done is going to impact somebody else's life. So my point with this book is that you can go back to those exercises and see what day. Today's 8-28 when we're doing this interview, August 28th, 2022. Where were you when you answered that question on this date? Three months later, a week later, four months, six months, a year later. Whenever you choose to go back. You can see, oh my goodness, I was at this part of my life, this part of my journey when I first answered this. Because we never give ourselves enough credit from how far we've come. We just look at those R-E-E-Ls of other people and say, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. Oh, I'm not that person. How am I going to ever achieve that? That just brings you back to the not good enough. That brings you back to, I'm never going to be able to do that. That brings you back to not living courageously. So stop the scrolling, stop the the self-talk which is negative and be who you are that's one of the biggest values be you absolutely just want to shout out to erin who's a friend of uh, yours and ours uh, online erin saying hi to you she said hello beautiful renee oh, oh um, thank you erin and a uh, friend david of mine greenberg hi hi david now the other thing that you talk about and i just kind of want to um reiterate echo it is like you talk about always be learning you know that you're you know you're learning and i think that's something you know, I've done close to maybe 50 movies. And, you know, I always say every movie I do, I learn a lot again. And I always look at things that I could do better. I did this. I could do it. Uh, I could do it differently. So I'm always challenging myself to improve, never feeling like, well, you know, I've done so much, you know, now I can rest. Well, there's no rest. And that's not I mean, there's, there's no benefit to rest in, in, in that part of the world because it's always good to keep growing. And so the way you grow is by learning and the way you grow is by being, you know, not critical, but aware of things that you can improve. You know, you can say, all right, I did this, but I could do this better next time. And maybe I should have did this. And I learned from that experience. So we're all in that learning curve. And I think that's what you're encouraging people to go from where they are to find their voice, to improve their voice, to use their voice, to use their voice to to grow into who they can be. 
so it's it's a lifelong process. It's not a Absolutely. process. It's not a process that ends. You got your voice. No. Now. Right. It's Absolutely, John. I want to add something to that. It, it definitely is an ongoing involvement because as human beings, we're always learning, always be learning. And something that I recently did about four weeks ago, I am just so grateful. My friend Vaughn, um, he's just incredible. He did my audio. I released the audio and his his studio is close to where I live. And it's Vaughn Foy for anybody interested. I can make that connection if you're if you're interested in doing an audio. I released the audio version of my book about four weeks ago for a gal that was told she may never speak again to be able to stand in a soundproof studio and release her voice onto the world in an audio book. People, in the beginning of the audio, I kind of kid around. I see people used to come up to me and say, who's going to do your voiceover for your book? <laughs> and I say, do you read the title? It's called <laughs> Finding Your Voice. It's going to be me. That's Who could funny. it be? You, you know, and, and so when you see, when you click on the beginning of the audio, uh, and it's not on Audible at this point, it's an audio a, a link that literally just takes you right to the book. I mean, you, oh, okay. you download that. And where is that? Where do they find that? Um, I'm, I'll put all the links in the comments. I'll make sure I do that. And okay. also connect with me on my, my link tree. I'll put my link tree up there too, because it's got the Amazon link. It's got um, the Audible link, not Audible, the, the the audio version of the book. I've got a complimentary 30-minute consultation if anybody wants to connect. I've also got a Facebook group of, of over 800 people. Most of them are entrepreneurs. It's Finding Your Voice, uh, Unlocking the Greatness of Entrepreneurs and Coaches that I do lives in weekly on 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, a lot of things, all my links on social media are there as well as YouTube. So every every which way to connect with me is on my link tree. So I will make sure that is in there as well and the connection, yes. Yeah, we'll put it on the bottom of the Facebook Live and then it'll it'll also, we can put it on the comments on my uh, YouTube uh, channel, um, Live Courageously. So oh, great. we're coming close to the end, uh, Renee. It's been, uh, I think we went on a little bit of a, Unexpected roller coaster ride here of, of all kinds of stuff. This is um, the only kind of roller coaster I will get on. I'm not I'm not a roller coaster, the physical roller coaster, but John, I'll go on this roller coaster with you any day. To live courageously, but not on a roller coaster. That's all right. That's cool. <laughs> that not a problem. There's some things that probably are better not to do occasionally. But yeah. um uh you know, to wrap up, thank you, Renee. Thank you so much for you know sharing your story, your journey your journey of losing your voice and finding your voice and uh, you know, all the stuff that you encourage people and encourage them to find their voice, you know, John, that voice for others. But I want you to wrap it up because I want you to share whatever you need to say. Um, a couple of people are just saying, thank you, Renee. You're awesome. Renee is delightful. Dave said, uh, Nick said, um, so I've, you know, uh, but I want to let you take the wrap up of this and then I'll wrap up the show at the end. Well, John, first of all, a heartfelt, gracious, and grateful thank you for having me on your show. As soon as I had popped into the one you were doing a few weeks ago, I'm like, I want to be on your show. I know you. I got your message, your, your cell. I'm like, I'm messaging you. I knew this was going to be powerful and power-filled. And something that we both have used the word encourage. The word encourage has encourage. It right. is encourage. With encourage, you find the strength, you find that resilience, you find that belief. The word believe has the word L-I-E in it. It's lies that we tell ourselves. But I want you to change that story, flip the switch 
It's not always easy because we're programmed to keep playing that tape again and again and again, but then we're not moving forward and stepping into that courage. So live courageously, believe in yourself, have faith and trust the process that this is a life. My friend Chris Salem always says, trust the process. So shout out to him. But it is trusting, trust, have faith and believe and never give up and always be you. So thank you so much for having me on your show. And as you say in LA, in your movies, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Thank you, Renee. Yeah, I'm so blessed to have you on the show and, and appreciate uh, that you've, you've reconnected, saw my thing and said it reached out to me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you were able to be on here and share your message of, of finding your voice and that message of and, and courage with everybody here today. So it's been, it's been great. I'm sure people are going to love it and, um, we'll do more in the future. So thank you so much, Renee. Absolutely. My best. Very cool. My lo best love. Take care. And thank you, everybody, for uh, watching this another episode of uh, Live Courageously. As you can see, uh, I've been one of the things I say, and the reason I did this show is to encourage everybody to be courageous. And Renee just took you through her experience and her life and what a powerful story of the courage that she has and continues to inspire others with. Uh, I just feel blessed that I, you know, I say I'm one of the richest uh, uh, men on the planet and not financially, that's for sure but I am in the amount of people who are like Renee and courageous folks that have been, uh, I've been blessed to have in my life and that I bring onto the show every week. And I keep meeting all the time. And it's just, you know, I, I, I'm going to need a couple more lifetimes to be able to get um, all the people I know on this show. That's for sure. So anyway, thank you everybody. Um, once again, the message is please uh, live courageously, no matter what you're facing in life, whatever difficulties, whatever fears, whatever challenges, uh, that are hitting you, that you have a choice. You always have a choice as to how you respond to them. And the choice is to step forward and live courageously. So until we uh, meet again on the next show, take care, um, make your life a masterpiece and God bless. <laughs>